0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Zach Blackerby of Locked on Auburn Podcast. And Zach, I know it's been a crazy time for you, but it always has come to an end and Hugh Freeze is the man. So how's it going this afternoon?
1: Uh, it's good. It's good. Uh, were you talking soccer for a second? What's up with that?
0: Yeah, I know, man. When the United States is in it, man, you you got You got to bring it up, especially when they get the win. I had
1: no idea. Yeah. I had no idea that you were a soccer guy. Yeah. Oh, trust
0: me. There's there. I could not be further from it, but I'm a United States guy instead. You know, I'm an American. So that's, that's what I care about the most is, is winning in in every regard. But, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a wild time though. So I just want to ask you first off, before we dive into some of the details, Hugh Freeze being hired by Auburn. What do you make yep. of the move? Is it a great move? Is it not what you expected? What do you make of it? Uh,
1: it, I think everybody kind of saw this as the backup plan. I think they went for a few big hires, Wayne Kiffin. Um, I do think they talked to Dan Lanning. I think they talked to Dabo. Um, I think they talked to Fickle, And ultimately it ended up being – being Hugh Freeze, and I think every Auburn fan kind of saw this as possibly the most likely scenario. Right when Brian Harson was fired, um, probably not what most people would have wanted with their first choice. But I think if everybody made a list of, you know, the top three coaches, he's probably making on there. Um, but I tell you what, it's been thirty. It's been pretty polarizing, right? I mean, it seems like folks either love it, uh, they hate it. Uh, very few people are kind of in the middle and I think the people that were in the middle are now for it because of how his press conference went today. One of the best press conferences that I've ever seen. So um it's gonna be interesting. It's definitely different than what we had. I mean what you're seeing there is a guy that wants to be at Auburn. I don't know if you ever felt that from Brian Harson. He's a guy that wants to recruit. I don't know if you ever really felt that from Brian Harson. And a guy that wants to connect with everybody that he comes to contact with at Auburn. I don't think he got that with Brian Hart. So um, part of it's refreshing. Part of it is, uh, hold on, let's see what happens over the next few weeks with uh, the transfer portal and and recruiting and early signing day and all that.
2: Zach, did you ever buy the fact that Lane Kiffin was going to leave Ole Miss to get to Auburn? And uh, second part of this is, uh, when did you kind of get a sense that Hugh Freeze was going to be the guy?
1: Yeah, I thought it would be Hugh, uh, Hugh Freeze right after Wayne Kiffin stuff fell through. And I, I couldn't tell by the way you worded that, but, I mean, it sounded like you you didn't buy it. and so Never. Um, well, I mean, it happened. Uh, it, it certainly happened. I mean, you can say what you want there, but it, it certainly was a thing where both sides agreed to terms. And then when it came down to it after the Egg Bowl, Kiffin talking – or right, at least his representation talking to Auburn saying that he wanted some changes with the buyout structure. And um, John Cohen, Auburn's AD said, you know what? No, we're not doing this. So um, there, there were, uh, there were deals in place. Some people, if you want to say, and this may be where you stand he was trolling Auburn, stringing Auburn along. I don't think that really makes sense because I don't know what he got out of it. He hasn't signed this extension yet. And so that, that's, a little interesting. But, um, yeah, I think it kind of became Hugh after all that happened. I think Auburn spent Sunday maybe swinging for, uh, for you know, maybe trying to do one more home run swing. and reaching out to folks that they were talking to prior to Kiffin or maybe alongside Kiffin. But, um, yeah, as soon as that happened, just because of the time, I mean, they were behind after that point because I think they put all their eggs in the Kiffin basket. So they went with Hugh Freeze. Seems like Hugh Freeze was always kind of plan B or plan C. And uh, that's who they ended
0: up with. So now that Hugh has been officially hired, it seems like that one of the deals that he's doing is retaining Cadillac Williams, at least that what it mm-hmm. looks like, who I know Auburn fans love, and it seems like he really loves Auburn. But for the rest of, of the coaching staff coordinators and everything, is there any word, any smoke, anything as far as of note on who he could possibly bring in as part of his staff?
1: Yeah. Yeah, the most popular name I'm seeing uh, for D.C. is Charles Kelly, former Auburn guy. He's currently, I think he's Alabama's, like, co-defensive coordinator and safety coach, I think, ace recruiter. Um, I think that D.C. job's attractive because I think he's going to leave him alone. I think they'll be able to be the head coach of the defense, which I think will be attractive to, to some places. And I also think the payroll is going to be nice. I mean, Auburn was ready to spend eleven or twelve million dollars just on uh, a head coach. They got Hugh Freeze for six and a half, and so they're going to be able to throw some money at these coordinators. Uh, you got to think the defensive coordinator will get a little bit more just because of the nature of, you know, Hugh Freeze as an offensive coach. So um, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of names outside of like Matt Luke for OC, but a lot of people close to Matt Luke are saying eh, it sounds like he's about ready to to hang it up so those are the two names i'm hearing the most but i I wouldn't be shocked and he mentioned this at his press conference earlier today guys he's saying folks are texting him from all over the country interested in in joining his staff i don't know exactly what that means i don't know exactly what it means from the coordinator position but um you gotta think he's got to move fast and so we'll see what happens by the end of the week with that
2: Zach, you said that some people are buying into it and they, they really like the hire where others are not in favor of it. So what are some of the comments as far as for it and, and against the hire that you're hearing?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the against stuff is largely off-field related, right? You know, the obviously the the scandals he was involved with and Ole Miss, both as far as, you know, NCAA violations as well as. Um, the burner phones and all the things that go along with that, and as well as, you know, uh, and liber- a former Liberty alumni while she was involved in a lawsuit this past summer and um, people kind of holding those things against them and they can do whatever they want. I'm certainly not saying that it was right, but um, that, that's the biggest argument against him. Other arguments against him from like a football standpoint is very heavy. Like his record in the SEC at Ole Miss, is very similar to what Gus's was. In fact, I think it's a hair worse. But I don't know if that fully makes sense to use that because the whole reason everybody was so excited about Kiffin was the argument was, well, if you could do that at Ole Miss, imagine what you could do at Auburn. And so it's like you're willing to use that argument for Kiffin but not for Hugh Freeze, I think is a little lazy and a little disingenuous. So those are the two biggest things I'm hearing in regards to the negatives. The positives, um, I think people are excited to have an offense again you know despite having um the last two coaches be offensive minded coaches with Gus Malzahn and with Brian Harson is like all right, cool there's offensive coaches but you know despite having a decade of offensive minded coaches there's been like 3 years of good offense right and the 3 years of good offense they uh, they either were you know in the SEC championship conversation or or played for it which is great when you look at 13, 14, and 17. But outside of that, there's been a lot of bad offense. So I think a lot of people are very energized about that. They look at what uh, Freeze has done with, with Malik Willis at Liberty. You know, you saw what he was at Auburn. He's like a third or a fourth string guy at Auburn. So he turned him into a draft pick. So um, I, I think just development on the offensive side of the ball, Hugh Freeze has proven that in multiple levels. And so there's no reason to think he won't do that at Auburn.
0: Speaking with Zach Blackerby of Locked On Auburn here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline. So, Zach, what type of uh, expectation are, are we looking at here? Because obviously, at Auburn, they have high, high expectations, competing for a yeah. national championship. And Harson, I mean, it seemed like as soon as he was hired, he was out the door. He did not last long. So, is there a, is there a honeymoon period for Freeze? Are they expecting him to come in right away? And Start competing at a high level. Just what's the overall feeling for him in the, just the next few years and the expectation they have for him? Yeah,
1: I don't know how much of a honeymoon hire there's going to be. I do think Auburn's schedule next year is favorable. So, like, I think saying Auburn going eight and four is just crazy. I think Auburn going eight and four next year is much different than Auburn if they were to go eight and four this past year, which obviously they were not close to doing. But I do think the path to that is easier. You play Cal instead of Penn State your toss-up games against the Mississippi schools are both at home, and, I mean, that's that's pretty much enough to swing it if you do everything else the exact same way. So I think that's helpful. Uh, I don't think there's any question about it. As far as, you know, the, the timeline, though, if if you're able, if you show up and do the job and do what you're supposed to do at Auburn, every coach that's been here since 2000 has played for or should have played for a national championship, with the exception of Brian Harson. but Brian Harsin up for work half the time. I mean, this is a guy that, Did not want to recruit. He just wanted to coach football and quote-unquote focus on the little things. But then when you really get down to it, it's like, I don't know what he was focusing on this entire time. So um, I think Q is going to focus on the recruiting. I think he's going to focus on the roster management. I think he's going to focus on getting to know people um, that he needs to know as the head coach at Auburn. So I think that's going to help him win over parts of the fan base. But, yeah, I mean, if you don't win, it doesn't matter. I mean, we all know this. We all saw this with Harston, and eventually we saw it with Gus, you know, when, when, when you look at that. I mean, even, even Gene Chiswick, right? He wins the national championship two years later he's out. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's much of a, a honeymoon phase. I think I think Auburn should aim to go 8-4, and 9-3 and three next year with the schedule that they have and then hope the following offseason they've had enough time to revamp the roster because, boy, there's a lot of holes there.
2: A big effect on college football over the next week or so will be transfer portal, and that happens regardless every year, but it seems to happen even more so when you have a coaching change. So what's what's been the effect on Auburn so far with the transfer portal and players looking to, to leave the program?
1: Yeah, very little, surprisingly. I think a lot of people are kind of waiting to see who Auburn would bring in. I do think there's some some things that need to be clarified, though. So Auburn has three – they have three guys in the portal – one guy pulled his name out, Landon King. who was the most talented of the three guys. The other two are receivers, which they're buried on the depth chart, Auburn's and all. But one receiver back, so that shouldn't be an issue there. Um, every other position, like there aren't guys that are in the portal, which we'll see if that happens next week. But I do think um, Auburn, <laughs> Auburn doesn't have a lot of dudes on the roster, <laughs> so they're, I mean they're about to lose a ton of talent to the NFL, and or they're going to run out of uh, they're going to run out of eligibility. So, this is a, there's, I think there's like 25 scholarship spots that they've got to fill quickly. And so, I mean, there's less guys to enter the portal, right? And most of the guys that are staying either have a clear path to playing time or starting or a returning starter. So, I'm not expecting as much as we saw last year when 19 Auburn players entered the portal. I do think you'll see double digits, but I don't think it's going to look like it did. A year ago, I think it's going to look much similar to the way most SEC teams probably will. I'm thinking around a dozen will be the average, um, I, but it's so early in this transfer portal era; it's impossible to know what the averages will look like. But that's just kind of what I'm getting yeah, That's what I'm guessing so far.
2: You expect any Liberty players to follow Hugh Freeze to Auburn?
1: Yeah, so I have recorded my show for tomorrow, my podcast Locked On Auburn, and I mentioned that. I, I kind of speculate on this because I was pretty. Skeptical about no Boise guys following Brian Harsin. Uh, I'm going to be curious to see if Liberty guys follow Hugh Freeze or if Hugh Freeze wants to accept them. I think that'd be very, very interesting because all we hear about is how much players want to play for them. Um, well, if that's the case, why aren't they entering the portal? And Liberty's a good team for their level of competition. You know, they should have the talent that is able to move up. Um, so that is a great question, and my guess is yes, but I, I don't know the answer to it.
0: Zach, it is kind of interesting, though, and I'm sure this has been talked about, how all three of the previous coaches that have been hired at Auburn started their head coaching in college football at Arkansas State. They had yeah. it with Gus Malzahn, Brian Harsin, and now Hugh Freeze. Is that just one of those weird coincidences? Because I'd be hard-pressed to find anybody else uh, hiring two coaches from one program, much less three coaches that started out at one program like Arkansas State.
1: Well, and, and you know, going older than that, Gene Kizik did not, but Tommy Tuberville did. So, yes. it, it's kind of that's kind of a wild a wild thing there. Yeah, I, I don't really know what is up with that. Um, it's funny, though. It's funny. It's worked out for two of them. We'll see if it works out for this one. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I guess it's just uh, part of Auburn's farm team I don't know I don't know but that's fun that's a fun thing
2: so what were some of the highlights that came out of press conference for Hugh Freeze
1: yeah I mean he said all the things that you want him to say right like Auburn fans love the creed so you know he he works the creed into a lot of what he said which uh, people absolutely ate up he interacted with Bruce Pearl a lot who was in attendance you know if the more you can associate yourself with Bruce Pearl at Auburn the more folks are going to absolutely love that. He uh, he gave Carnell Williams a shout-out at the very beginning of things. Carnell Williams got a standing ovation. Um, and then he started talking about quarterback development. He kind of stuck his chest out a little bit and talked about how he believes that the strength for him. He talked about you know how he's good friends with several coaches throughout college football, including – Nick Saban, and he said that Saban's happy for him, but he hopes he's a little nervous today, which was a nice little dig. He talked about he was asked about give, being given a second chance of being able to like rewrite a story. You know those cliché questions that people get with things like this, and he kind of threw Ole Miss under the bus a little bit and talking about like you know I don't no no disrespect of any school, but I'm in a better spot now than I was then when all that happened. And so you know a little fan service there because Auburn and Ole Miss have been in this weird thing of who's the better job lately, which is fun. But, yeah, I think those were the highlights. Um, a couple memorable moments in there for sure.
0: Yeah, because I was also thinking just uh, from the comparison of when he was at Ole Miss and maybe at Auburn, and something that's been brought up is NIL because it's such a huge part of it. Uh, I liked in the press conference, though, that the backdrop not only had an Auburn logo, but it also had the Auburn Collective uh, making sure that that was front and center for everybody to see that, hey, they got they got some nil stuff going on there at Auburn too that everybody needs to pay
1: attention to. Well, and, and talking to the folks that are over Auburn sports properties, they they did not get uh, a discount for that. So I mean, in the past, it's been like you know a popular cell service. Um, they had to pay to to get that spot. It's not like Auburn gave them that spot. And so um, on to victory, Auburn's collective, uh, they're shelling out the cash. They're spending a lot of money on advertising and in person events for. For Auburn, and so uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure that was was a pretty penny. Um, They did not get a discount, is what I've been told for that. So, um, but that's a big part of it. And he mentioned, you know, on to victory and Auburn's collective, and they're um, they've got it going on. They've got it going on. I've talked to the folks there and and seen some of those numbers, and I I think it's impressive. I I really do. Um, But the issue that Auburn's facing, right, is it's impressive in a lot of places in the SEC.
0: Well, Zach, I know it's been a crazy time for you, but it's also been really fun, and I know uh, Auburn fans are excited that they finally got their man in Hugh Free. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out for them, especially with all the changes going on with college football. But we appreciate you coming on with us, man. Enjoy a little bit of rest after a crazy start to the offseason, man, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you during basketball year.
1: Yeah, brother. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon, man.